Welcome to the Nostalgia Test Podcast, the show where two longtime friends put their mainstream pop culture past to the ultimate test, the Nostalgia Test. Uh, welcome everyone to another episode of the Nostalgia Test Podcast. I'm Dan Dissinger here in LA. I'm here with my co-host and longtime friend Manny Coelho in New York. Manny, how are you on this fine evening? how am i on this fine evening? this is a this is a late episode um oh. we're not trying to say exact times so because when you're listening to this it's the whatever time you decided to click That's so right. welcome to the nostalgia test and if this is your first time thank you for coming we want to remind you to like and subscribe what is the nostalgia test since you're here i'm going to let you know the nostalgia test is where dan and i put our pop culture past to the test what does that mean we decide whether it stays nostalgic, where we know we used to like it as kids, it makes us feel good, and whether it passes means, that, do we still like it now? Is it still good enough? Does it hold up? Whatever you want to call it, it's called the nostalgia test, and we decide whether it just stays nostalgic or it continues on and makes us feel great and still good enough to be played, listened to, whatever. We go from puzzle toys like Rubik's Cubes uh, we go from um, TV show commercials, movies, comedy albums, music albums, music singles, uh, one-hit wonders, anything that you could think of, we actually want you to know. So sign up for that uh, email list. Give us a suggestion on a, on a um, pop culture past that we haven't even brought up. There might be a category that we're not even thinking about. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to check out the Chips episode because that was an awesome one. Yeah, don't forget to check out that Chips episode. But also, but also, if you like this podcast and you enjoy what you're hearing, subscribe to the podcast. You can go right to the website, nostalgiatest.com. Hit subscribe. You can subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe to the Nostalgia Test podcast. Join the email list so you can get alerts when new episodes drop and when you know when Manny and I are going to go and do another IG Live. We do an IG Live 15-minute Nostalgia Test podcast episode around every, basically every two weeks. We'll get an alert when we're doing it and what the next uh, topic is. And follow right. us on Instagram and Facebook at the Nostalgia Test and on Twitter at Nostalgia Test. Boom. Do it. You know what? Share to your friends and make sure they like and subscribe. That's the only way we're going to stay here. It's the only way justifying why we sit here for hours putting things to the test all right we're here for you <laughs> got it at a point at a point it is that, that's the uh the beep you got to put the beep in on that one yeah we're here for the <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, all right guys this is it woo. we're doing a movie this was a yeah. suggested test right dan this was a test suggested by one of our very first listeners. Shout out to Sharon Brennan. Thank you for this uh, suggestion. And, uh, you know, hopefully you're listening. We'd love to hear your feedback after you hear the episode. But we're doing the 1998 American romantic comedy film, The Wedding Singer, directed by Frank Carassi, written by Tim Herley. Her- Herley? Herley. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. And uh, starring Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore, and Kristen Taylor. Um, It tells the story of a wedding singer who falls in love with a waitress. The film was later adapted to a stage musical of the same name. 
debuting on Broadway in April 2006 and closing on New Year's Eve that same year. Oh, boy. Uh, John Lovitz would reprise his role as Jimmy Moore in the episode of the same name of the Goldbergs. Uh, so there we go. That's a little bit of info right away before we even get into this. But The Wedding Singer, Manny, 1998. Yeah. <sighs> oh, Dan. Dan, <laughs> Dan, Dan. What do they consider this thing? Romantic What comedy. is this thing? Okay, it definitely is a uh, romantic comedy, rom-com, uh-huh. if you will. Yeah. Of course, we got the, the heavy hitters, the rom-com duo of the 90s. God. We got Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. Now, before we get into this movie, because <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if I have much to say about this movie. That's, that's how much, Dan. Okay. Oh. I want to know your thoughts about these two actors. Okay, I do like them as well. No, together, I there's uh, listen, 50 first dates. I remember, I you we could put that to the test too. 50 first best, I I actually thought it was pretty good. Mm -hmm. Now, first of all, yeah, I guess, yeah, we're not going to get into the movie at this moment. I'm taking a pause and we're going to go to a tangent right away. We'll go into the actor's tangents. Okay, and that's a nostalgia test tangent. What do you feel about? First of all, Adam Sandler. How do you feel about this man? You know, I am confused, I think, at this point. Do you know what I mean? About him? About, like, because I've seen pretty much, I think, not every Adam Sandler movie, but the ones that were, like, part of my childhood, like Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, Little Nicky, Big Daddy, you know, The Water Boy, which uh, I don't know about that one anymore either. Um you know, so on, so on. And I like them. I think he's, I think and thought, and I don't, he's funny, but I'm, I'm like, I don't know. I, I mean, every time I rewatch an Adam Sandler film, I get more and more kind of confused about what it is I'm watching. Um, hmm. Maybe what, what, what is it? like, you know, I, mean, I don't know if you've seen Billy Madison lately, and this is not the, the episode on Billy Madison, but I don't know if you've seen that movie lately. No, we might have to do that. Well, yeah, it is. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I Adam Sandler defined the nineties in my opinion. Really- I will tell you, I will tell you this, um, the funny thing I'm going to mention Matt again, got me into Adam Sandler through his album, the comedy album, the one when he plays a goat, remember when he's playing the goat, he's like, Hey goat and took him to the roller coaster. And like, they're all going to laugh at you. I enjoyed the stupid comedy album. Now it's funny that you say this about how you feel when you watch his movies. I don't particularly love Adam Sandler, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I will sit through a movie. And sometimes I'm going, you know what? This is a fine movie. Right. And then other times I'm going, why is this guy so popular? Yeah. Why is he so accepted to be as one of the most like best? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird how I feel. Like, I don't want to say he's he's it's it's a sham because it's not. There's no way he's making how successful he's been if this just has been that bad. But there's, I don't understand. I guess this is what I have to say. Great for him that he is basically playing himself the same character in every single movie, yeah. most of them, most of them. Yeah. And just 
he, dude, he has a production company and he's a really yeah. nice guy, man. It seems like maybe he's a dick. I don't know. It seems like he, he has like, if you were around his circle yeah. of friends, yeah. you have been hooked up a lot mm-hmm. by this man. Like yeah. I met Dante at a um, Thafes that we, we did a beer for. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. He was there. Really cool guy. Like, dude, that guy's career was thanked by, you know, yeah. he's got to think Adam. So like, I don't know, man. I don't know what it is that it's likable about this guy. Maybe because it is slapstick because you kind of know what you're getting with Adam Sandler. You know what you're getting with Adam Sandler, but I think, and a part of me was thinking this, Nat, well, as I was thinking about The Wedding Singer as well and going, what if I changed the the soundtrack to these movies, right? Like, what if I went into all of his movies, right? The one, like, and changed the soundtrack, meaning like, because let's be honest, The Wedding Singer has quite possibly one of the greatest soundtracks of all time. I mean, the, the soundtrack that is unbelievable. It's amazing. The the wedding scene. I mean, we could go back to this movie and get away from Adam for a second. Let's get. That's fine. Well, I'm no, because gonna get, I, I'm going to say yeah. like maybe that's that. Okay, that may lull you into thinking that like we're okay with this film. You know how like you said like I don't know why I keep it on if an Adam Sandler movie comes on and I'm like oh, I'm okay I'll watch this. It's like a lulling of uncomfortability because maybe the soundtrack's good. And also, it's kind of like watching something that's just mindless, right? It's yes. Just mindless. It's like, remember, you know, when the first time we watched, like, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Like, shout out to that show. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. There's no logic. We should test that show. Random. That show has nothing. That, I don't know what's going on in that show. But it's like a Sandler film. But you the- can't eat You kind of boil it. It's ain't called this Burba. <laughs> But I what just is like, that show? Uh, but I just think like it just doesn't I don't know. Like I'm I'm thinking if we go back and we like dive into Adam Sandler, I think we're gonna find a lot of things that we're just like, this is what? Cause like I, I like Happy Gilmore, or I think I do. If I, I like Happy that, Gilmore. And maybe that's the best one. But that's a different movie. That's not a that's not a Billy Madison. Billy Madison is like weird when you rewatch it. I mean, then, dude, Billy Madison is preteen humor it's it's done by a grown man yeah yeah it totally is i i'm like yeah i'm I'm so confused and like you know the movie grown-ups like it it, all his movies are fine never saw it all his movies are fine and have like great people in it that's the thing too everybody in these movies are really really good successful they're they're all successful successful actors Yes. Um, he surrounds, I'm saying, he either surrounds himself or has made being in his orbit yeah. is a very good thing for you. Yes. Dude, it seems like the same guy has written almost all of his movies. Dude, he he cracked the code. Unbelievable. Yes. I don't know what it is, but he cracked the code. I do like him in cut. Wow. Um, did you ever see the, did you see the recent movie that he did? Um, Gems? Uh, no. Dude. Whoa. That was a strange movie, and he, he was good. Like he was serious in it. He's, been, he, he's had some serious movies. So, yeah, that and I don't even. I, 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 we went on this tangent, and that's a nostalgia test tangent. I'm not even getting to Drew Barrymore, but let let's just say this is the first. This is one women up with, and then soon after it was like in the 2000s, it was Jennifer Aniston, 
And now he's doing a lot of like Netflix couple things yeah. with her. He either goes with Drew Barrymore. Maybe there's something happened. They no longer have done anything. And then he got Jennifer Aniston. Maybe because Jennifer Aniston's like popularity got better mm. than Drew Barrymore's. Like, I don't really like Drew Barrymore again is another person who just like plays herself in a movie. Oh my God. In this one, she, it's so, I, I have so many questions about her accent. I have questions. I don't know where this, where this town is. Um, it's got to be stream- Ireland or upstate or Westchester. I'm so confused. It's definitely probably a New York area. I mean, he's from New York, right? He's, he's from like, on Wall Street. He's like he, the guy Glenn works on Wall Street. Captain yeah. Miami Vice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So <laughs> let's get into this. Let's get into it. We're finally. We're finally in the. I mean, I don't even know how long this has been, but we're not even into this movie. Okay. So I, first, I want to say this about the Wedding Singer. The Wedding Singer is a meta movie because we're testing a movie about in, that was made in 1998. Yeah. That was about the eighties. Right. So we're we're nostalgia testing a movie that was nostalgic in itself. Right. Meta. Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. when when I first think about this movie, I was like, yes. Why? Because first of all, it's about a wedding singer. In the night in in the two thousands, there wasn't that much like wedding bands going on anymore. It was really DJ, DJ, DJ. So this is good to see when it came out. Hey, we're gonna do about like what it was like to be a wedding singer yeah. in the eighties, you know. Yeah. And what was great because <laughs> then you knew he's gonna be singing some awesome eighties music. Yes, right. So right. yeah, I'm gonna agree with you right off the bat. The the music in this is phenomenal. Phenomenal, phenomenal. yeah, phenomenal yeah. music. I mean, that in itself is just uh, good. I mean, and every God. and every scene there is a reference in either. The dialogue, the outfits they were wearing, where things are positioned, how people's hair is, all reference to the 80s. Like, yeah. th- this was, like, funny. I thought it was funny because, like, some of the stuff you're watching, you're like, what the fuck are they wearing? And you're like, would they actually be wearing this in the 80s at that moment? Or is this just, like, a- a- an exaggerated version of everything? Mm. Or was it like that? <sighs> Like his friend, the limo driver is oh wearing a Michael Jackson thriller costume. Oh like my God. not for Halloween, no. like wearing it. Yeah. And what, what's her and Drew Barrymore now? Is that her sister or her friend that she's like living that, with? That looks like Madonna and, yeah. and Tiffany. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's her sister or her friend. I don't know. No, it's her it friend. It's her friend. It's her friend. She looks like Madonna, but like a really weird cliche Madonna. Right. Like, and it's just like, do people, I guess people really went out like that. I'm pretty sure the other guy is dressed like he's from Miami Vice. Like and he loves Miami Vice. Loves it. In fact, he loves it so much. He's blasting the theme song in the, in the DeLorean when he picks up Drew Barry. And that's another thing. DeLorean dudes driving a DeLorean. That's what I'm saying. Like every scene, uh, every scene is an exaggerated version of yeah. throwback to the eighties. Yeah. Like Adam Sandler purposely put all this in there. Yeah, I mean, the, the movie opens up with, like, a super 80s song, right? Yes. And just, and it's funny, like, I, th- this is the thing about this film. In all these other Adam Sandler movies, he is purely just Adam Sandler, almost unhinged. In mm-hmm. this movie, he's, like, I don't know, like, holding his breath the whole time. He's, like, very, like, yeah, you know. Dude, he's, I call it whisper acting. <laughs> 
And I think I've mentioned it in the uh, past episode when we did Iron Eagle. Ooh, check that but, one out. <laughs> um, what you call it? It, it's like I'm not saying that he because he, he, he's trying to be serious, so he needed to whisper actor, right? You well, know, whisper. Trying, actor. Yeah. he's trying to be serious while at the same time his singing is just like the Opie's like. <gasps> <laughs> he's just like screaming, like scream singing at people. It's oh, when so he gets to, when he gets uh, broken up. <sighs> oh, well, that's he, even better, dude. That to me is the one time he was like every like Billy Madison and Happy yeah. Gilmore. The stop looking at me, Swan yelling like when he was like, yeah. you know, like <laughs> that was that was the moment where I'm like, oh, there's Adam Sandler. Classic Other man. than that. Other than that, subdued yeah. the whole fucking time. Yeah. I was almost yeah. yeah. So like, oh, I, I'll have to tell you, I wasn't. He was like boring. Yes, there wasn't enough calm in the rom com. It was like this weird, unbalanced movie, where like the two stars are sleepwalking their way through the script. While everyone else around them is like a larger-than-life cliche of the 80s. And they're just like, hey, is Robbie there? Hi, Julia. All the way to the end when, like, spoilers, he, like, sings a song on an airplane and he whispers to Drew Barrymore, just to confess that song's about you. Yeah, no doy, bro. Like, (laughs) it would be weird if the song wasn't about her. Everything's a whisper, but everyone else is insane. It's crazy. Everyone else is crazy. Like the opening scene, he's in the he's singing that you know I'll you know spin you right round song, and everyone on the dance. First of all, everyone in this movie is perverted. Okay, like every old person is grabbing someone's butt, staring at someone's you know. Everyone's a pervert, and everyone's mm-hmm. attacking Drew Barrymore and like her friend. It's just, and everyone's laughing it off, like, <laughs> and it's just like go about their day. Did and- you see the opening scene? Has the scene of that? You remember when we were when we did the episode about um, Weezer when they did um, yeah the Happy Days um, video? Yeah. Uh, Buddy Buddy Holly, Holly. right? Did you notice that the guy was dancing like the Fonz? Yeah. 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 They took that from the, they had to have taken that from that. I mean, I don't. Oh, it was ridiculous. It's funny that his friend Dante is like, that gives that kid drinks and gets him drunk. So that's funny. Minors are drunk. Grandma, there's a scene where this grandma is like, uh, assaulting the guy like dancing with his wife she he's grinding <laughs> on her and he's she's like grabbing his butt i'm like what is happening there uh people are taking their clothes off in the middle of the wedding like this is the craziest wedding i've ever seen and at the same time like <laughs> babies are walking around pantsless like every- yeah and then what's his name uh is like uh an alcoholic this is just the first scene when he does this speech and, and he's like, remember the time we got the prostitutes and like, yeah. you, you see like, oh, the hair in this, the woman's hair. Oh, the, oh. the bride's hair. Yeah. The bride's hair. Oh my God. Oh it my was God. Amazing. It was unbelievable. Oh, it was crazy. It was unbelievable. No, that's what I'm saying. Like every scene was perfectly eighties. It was perfect. Was crazy. It was perfectly like exaggeration mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of the eighties. Yeah. And probably of the 80s in like Long Island or Westchester. Okay, so that's the thing. Like I'm watching it and I'm like, this either has to be Westchester 
or Long Island. It has to be because like everyone that is his friend, they're all either, in my opinion, pretty super Long Island in many ways. Like just what they think is funny and how they speak to one another and what they think is cool. I mean, the, the one thing that's is uncomfortable about, I think, every Adam Sandler movie at this point is the jokes that rely on being making fun of people who are gay, fat people, and and trans people, right? The, all the, the 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 jokes revolve around degrading human beings, and then everything else is like sleepwalk, like through romantic discussions. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's just crazy. yeah. When he's the guy who's like supposed to be like Boy George, and he's thinking, that, "Do you really want want to yeah. hurt me?" And he doesn't know any other song. So he just like keeps repeating it. That's yeah. like the joke. And That's he's the, the backup. Joke. Like, yeah. why is he the backup? And why does Adam Sandler need to take so many breaks? <laughs> why is he right? I didn't understand. And I was just like, well, a part of me was just like remembers these scenes like, oh yeah, you know, this is funny. But then from a distance after a while, I'm like, wow, these are the things that we used to laugh at and would think is funny. That's a problem that's like super problematic because they're all screaming at that character at one point because he gets to take a long break and leave this person. Like George, they're singing that song and all of a sudden they come back and they're just screaming and he's crying and they're like, you suck! Like, oh my God, that's that's the comedy part yeah. of this rom-com. Yeah. Torturing this poor character. Like, it was just, you know, uncomfortable. Yeah, so then, you know, we <laughs> we we haven't even gotten to any part of this, like, what this story really is about, right? Like, so apparently this guy has, like, a staying contract at this catering hall that Drew Barrymore and her friend, Tiffany and uh, Tiffany Madonna, um, <laughs> which Gibson. we call it, Debbie Gibson, Tiffany Madonna, like, every cliche of 80s, oh, like... God. You know, um, they all work there. I want to go over that. So they know Robbie from work. Right. And he's the wedding. He's like the contracted wedding singer who really wanted to be a musician and songwriter at this place. And like, you see, he's he's like a good hearted dude and whispers a lot. And like, even helps that old lady who apparently was supposed to be Betty White was supposed to play her Rosie. Yeah. I like this old lady. This old lady, I think, had a competition with Betty White. This lady was also in a few episodes of the Golden Girls. She was like Sophia's friend in the Golden Girls. So, like, they, of course she they was. already were in competition with one another just on that episode, like in that show, Betty White and her. But like, you're right. One thing I want to say about that is like, all these halls have contracted wedding singers. Yeah, I mean, in the '80s, there wasn't really DJs, right? So like. Yeah, I guess they were like, you're the you're the singer. So and like when these catering driver? halls and a limo driver. And don't forget that he was the only limo driver in town. And he drives his limo normally as a car and smokes in it. Like, yeah. why did you want to get in that limo? Like, no fucking... And is this his best friend or his brother? What is this guy? So this guy is his friend. Though he's living in the basement of his sister. And the guy from Goodfellas is his brother-in-law. That's what it is. The guy from Goodfather is a scary motherfucker, man. He had the best role. Because you're like, he just shows up. And he's like, you know, like when that when he gets broken up yeah. and he's like, they're like, 
in the the, the kitchen yeah. and he, they're still in the outfits that they're supposed to like get oh, married God. in right mm-hmm. i was like this guy looks like he's about to go kill somebody yeah but that's because you know he was in and that's yeah. half of the joke was like yeah who is this guy Dude. like amazing when he's when he's like talking to him afterwards about like you know you know love will fade it's okay and you know so your your sister sometimes she does this exotic dance for me and then sometimes she'll you know play with my nipples or whatever and then he goes (laughs) i was like uh, i said something i don't know what i said but i said something and he walks i was like there's the comedy that i'm needing like i need that or like no just random shit that this guy's saying doing the the watering the plants and he's like off off camera you hear him go oh it's got water all over myself <laughs> <laughs> like this guy's in a track suit he's literally in a track suit like he should be going to kill someone you're right he was in goodfellas and i think in godfather 2 i think he had a role in godfather 2 as well that guy has one role oh he's like one, he plays one <laughs> he's guy, one guy. He, he's what they're like we're just gonna write him in like oh that's my it. god i mean I, he, all right so he gets broken up we don't know why i guess the oh yeah we do because like she they just know each other from high school and he's got he's done nothing with his life what the yeah. fuck does she do with her life is what yeah, I exactly know. she's a groupie what does she do nothing think. nothing she you know makes she puts volume in her hair yeah <laughs> And That's wears like, does. and With wears Banshee. like Guns and Roses t-shirts and shit. Oh my god, dude! Unreal. Or Van Halen. The Van Halen shirt. Yeah. yeah. This is. So, I mean, I mean, I just want to go back one more time to the to the wedding, the opening wedding scene. Her friend goes. He, Drew Barrymore's like, why? Why is he so nice to you? She's like, oh, I showed him my boobs for a half an hour. A half an hour. Like, I want to understand that. That's 30 minutes. Like, so you mean at some moment, she's like, here. Okay. And then she just stood there. <laughs> that is the weirdest thing. All the scriptwriter had to say was like, even if we want to put that in there, this like really awkward idea that like this woman was only able to get, you know, be treated nice at work like after she showed her boobs to this gross human of a person that like he... Like, I could have like, oh, I showed him my boobs once at a party. Okay. But a half an hour? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> just stood there for half an hour. Just stood there. Like, yeah. Okay. What do you, you like? And then what do you do after like five minutes? You're just standing, sitting You're just there. standing there. <laughs> what is that? It is the weirdest thing. Oh, like a half hour. I got I to go do something. Yeah, it's like all right. I've seen them. We're good. Like, yeah, like, cool. Like, this is getting awkward. I think I have like two minutes. If we're not like doing more, <laughs> like, all right, you could put your shirt back on. Like, what is he doing? Eating a sandwich? Like, <laughs> like, all right, yeah. We still got fifteen more minutes. So I don't know. Whatever you want to do. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> oh my god! Did you know that Glenn was supposed to, was originally written with Jim Carrey in mind? Drew. G- Jim Carrey, yeah. Jim Carrey. I thought you said Drew Carrey. No, Jim Carrey. Like, but that doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't think it would have been. I loved Glenn because of that dude looked like somebody who would be into Miami Vice and like super eighties. So, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, it would have turned. I think it would have been a different type of like look with Jim Carrey. 
Yeah, if it was Jim Carrey, I mean, then you have Adam Sandler and Jim Carrey out like trying to out like do them each other. And Adam Sandler at some point would be like, because Jim Carrey would have to play like the straight man in some ways, like a very like just you know just a villain that's just yeah. reading lines. He wouldn't and be, able to be like, how would Jim Carrey hold back from overacting like Adam Sandler? It'd be <laughs> yeah. like an overacting like Dude, movie. Oh, that would be an excellent thing to see both of them in a movie just like being each other imagine they did a face-off oh my with God. jim carrey and adam sandler so adam sandler has to play jim carrey being adam sandler and 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 jim carrey has to play <laughs> oh my god that would be insane <laughs> that's crazy um dude okay so this movie came out in 1998 right the year yeah. before that, Jim Carrey put out Liar Liar, 1997. Oh, I love that Family movie. Guy, 1996. The pen is blue. The goddamn pen is blue. Yeah. He did Man on the Moon in 1999. Wow. Now, Phenomenal. None That's these, when Jim Carrey changed his acting. Yeah. But none of these films are like saying like, all right, this is a uh, toned down Jim Carrey. No, they're all like warp speed Jim Carrey. So at some point he's going to have to just go... Hey, yeah, you know, Julia, you know, or like, you know, I'm Glenn. Nice to meet you. Let's go get drunk. But like, he's not going to deliver those lines. Like, no, no. The dude, the dude who played Glenn is perfect. perfectly casted for this. Yeah. yeah. He was like the younger version of the guy that he, was in Happy Gilmore. <laughs> to shoot him McGavin. Yes. Oh, my God. You're right. He was shooting McGavin <laughs> yeah. before that. Yeah. Love totally. it. Oh, my God. He was such a douche. Oh. So anyways. I don't even know what we're talking about. This I, I didn't think we even had that much to talk about with this movie because I was so absolutely bored. And I think it that's what's so funny. It took so long, and I was just like, um, dude's a douche. <laughs> um, you got broken up with, you know, the the scene of him going nuts. Yeah. Julia's trying to be nice to him. Then he's nice to Julia for not like he's just a nice guy and he's helping her. Like, mm -hmm. get married. How does she even like this dude? Why does she like this dude? They got nothing in common. Nothing. Except that he is anti-materialism, which I feel like, is that what the lesson of the movie is? Anti-materialism? Oh, you're talking about Glenn? I'm, I'm talking about Glenn. Oh, I don't know why she likes Glenn. Because apparently yeah. he's going to grow old into a handsome old man. That's what it seems like. Because she says, like, you know, oh, I know Glenn's going to be a handsome old man. It's like that. So that's that's the bar. I feel like Drew Barrymore took this character into uh, the other movie she was in called Never Been Kissed. Mm -hmm. It was like I just didn't I don't know what her character was in this movie. I didn't either. I did like, not understand. How is she missing all the signs? What I want to know is she said she moved there. Where was she living prior to this? And what the fuck was she doing? And what is Glenn seeing her? Nothing. That like oh so he why says, is he... he does say in the club scene which that scene's ridiculous that he trusts her or whatever because she was with him before he had all his money. That's it. That's it. That that's yeah. why he's marrying. But but yet he loves to like fuck other women. Yeah yeah he's a douche and his friend is like the worst actor on the planet. Oh my god that dude. Yeah what was that guy? I don't know. <laughs> what was that? Yeah so I don't know why she likes Glenn. I don't understand it. At the same time, I don't know, you know, what her 
motivation is to even be there in this town except to move closer to her mom or closer to I don't know why she's there closer to Glenn but she's not even living with Glenn no <laughs> everyone if you could just see Manny's face he's like literally <laughs> just staring because I'm looking I'm looking <laughs> I'm looking I'm looking at like clips of the movie yeah. like um don't bother and I'm just going because I'm trying to relive it again. Yeah. I watched the, the movie again two days ago. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know why I like this movie. I, I don't I, even know if I want to continue talking about how this movie goes. Guys, like all that really happens is like they they spend time together. He's helping her taste cake. He's helping her do all these things. They're doing cute things. They do that montage where like cute things are happening and how they both not know that they like each other. I am baffled that it took them that long to think that they liked each other because like literally in the beginning of the film, when she goes, you know, he's outside with the kid vomiting. The funniest thing is she comes outside and she goes, Oh, you're the wedding singer. No shit. You just saw him singing. Yeah. What That's the that? first time they ever met each other. That's bullshit because then like, you know, the next time it's like, Oh, what are you going to do? You, you don't have work. Like, you're not going to do any more weddings Weddings after he get, like can't do weddings. He does bar mitzvahs there. So it's not like that's the first fucking time he's been there. No, they've known each other. It's like, what is she talking about? And also, th- that wedding that he gets like punched in the face with, which we have to talk about that scene. But he ends up in a dumpster. But I don't know how he gets there. He, he didn't get thrown into the dumpster because... Well, that's like cut cut and move you know well i i know but it's ridiculous because he's laying in garbage can we just talk about the wet the the red outfits that they're wearing what it tucks the red everywhere in that wedding that that was like a terrible wedding. what is that that's first of all the second wedding is like the catalog you know like in the catalog where you go to get tuxes for your prom yeah. and you're looking <laughs> and you see and you see like all these colors and you're like yeah. Nobody buys these fucking colors. Why are they even here? Uh, they chose those colors for all th- this whole movie. Yeah. Like this is colors that they used to buy. And, right. and what the red was so intense, Dan. And the white, like that, the father's wearing an all white tuxedo. Oh my God. Now I'll say this. When I was a kid, my uncle, uh, when my, my uncle, when he got married, I was a ring bearer with my brother. We had to wear all white, all white. White yeah. jacket, white pants, white shoes, with and a tuxedo or a suit that had tails in the back. Oh yeah, the ones with the tails, all white. Now, since then, never wore all white like that ever again. Yeah, like, there's no and like when I saw the like that scene, I was like, I was baffled by the colors, baffled by the color choices. It was out of hand. And the fact that what's funny is it seems like at these at these weddings that all the guests also. Are like, oh, I guess I'm wearing these colors too. Cause a lot of the yeah. guests were wearing No, they colors. were all wearing it. Yeah. Dude, there was so much matching going on. That's what I'm saying. I, I like I don't know. Like, were we tricked? I feel like sometimes, like when I rewatch some of these movies, and, and this happened to me in this movie. I felt like when I first saw the movie back in maybe 98 when I saw it or whatever, I felt like I was being tricked into something. Like how I I remember enjoying this film like a lot. No, I remember loving this film. But rewatching it, I'm confused because, like, we've watched movies that are two hours long, and those were long. This movie was an hour and 36 minutes, and I felt like it took forever to finish. That's and right. you know what's crazy is that I thought I was going to really enjoy it because of how nostalgic it is. 
because it is making fun of like not making fun of or like just a throwback to that era but like i couldn't stand it dude and i think i couldn't stand it because of like how not fun it was and how not romantic comedy it was there was only 10 seconds all right so he gets punched uh he's doing bar mitzvahs they joke around about the whole bar mitzvah thing he's trying to um get this guy he's he's obviously a nice dude because he gets that nerdy guy to dance with julia but the nerdy guy ends up like touching her butt touching he he's he has like fistfuls of her butt and he's squeezing it and everybody's laughing and i'm saying was like hey just go with it just go with it this is not a good lesson for people this is and then the word the other part is he goes down and grabs a a a 13 year old girl out of the audience starts dancing with her, puts her hands forcibly on his butt. Yeah. This is not... And then everyone's getting up. I mean, if you're two old people, you want to grab each other's butt, fine. But that kid, it shouldn't be a lesson for people to be like, oh, it's okay to dance like that. That kid's going to get smacked everywhere he goes now. That girl's like, I don't want to touch your butt, Adam Sandler. Why are you doing this to me? Yeah. Uh, that that girl's got to remember that day that she had to do that as an extra. Like, yeah, you're getting paid extra, extra. These are extras with no lines. Most of it's like, all right, now touch Adam Sandler's ass. Like, don't do that. It's like, please, like, stop. Oh god, dude, that so was like, uncomfortable. So you see that this guy's a nice dude, and she's a nice. She's this this nice like country girl. It seems like, and then you know she's like, oh, you should come to my my wedding um my engagement party my engagement party and like his friends like why are we going like his friend the limo driver was one of the smartest out of everybody he's like why are we going oh like we know her like who cares yeah like what are we doing this for plus she's been engaged for two years why is she having an engagement party now i don't know and then like (laughs) like okay need to remind everybody if you're listening and you have yet to subscribe please subscribe to the podcast like share uh, follow us on instagram and on facebook twitter uh comment let us know uh what you would like us to test and uh let us know if you agree with all the other tests we went too fast on this one totally i just i want to pause for a second we didn't even get before that yes before that you see how nice he is he's giving this meatball lady the the older lady rosie singing lessons because she's going to sing at their 50th anniversary or something with her husband you never see her husband right yeah but yet she doesn't have money she lives in a great home beautiful but there's no money to pay him none she pays with meatballs (laughs) and then she goes i don't have anything to give it to you in so there's no tupperware in this house this lady has nothing so she thinks no it's awesome towels. to, you know, he has to go. She's like, put it in your hand. And he's like, okay, where's the joke in this? That's what I want to know. What is the joke? What's the joke in that scene? Is the joke she hands him meat? He has meatballs in his hands? Yes. That's the joke. Thing. And like, he's just that nice that he's like, okay. Cause I'd be like, can I just get the pot and I'll bring back the pot tomorrow? <laughs> Or just take the second to eat two meatballs. It's yeah, he like, basically eats it. It's not like she makes you sit down to eat a turkey. She like, has dementia, bro. She has dementia. Like we don't, we're not mentioning 
we're not mentioning this about this woman. She has <laughs> dementia. <laughs> they're actually in a in an old folks home, and <laughs> and he's just like that's his side gig is that he takes care of dementia patients because how is he not going? No, I don't need I don't need him. I don't need it. Or like you know what? I should. I'll have some of this meatball. No, instead he allows this woman to put sauce and a meatball on I'm both hands. Not know. one hand, both hands. How hot do you think they were? So standing, <laughs> yeah. And they're not that hot. Cause he's like, no, oh. like, and that, that to me is annoying. Cause I'm big on um, food being hot. Like yeah. if, food, if it's like, if it's a salad, it's gotta be cold. Obviously. Yeah. I, I don't like lukewarm food that used to be hot. <laughs> we had this conversation. Right. I know. I'm bringing it up. I know. Oh, no, yeah, 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 go, because I'm going to add to it. <laughs> okay. This motherfucker gets this thing. You know cold or lukewarm that was for him to be okay? And then she's like, eat it so I could see you be so excited. I'm like, first of all, it's creepy as fuck. You want to yeah, watch run. me eat this meatball to see how excited I am yeah. on how delicious it is? Yeah, this guy does it. Yeah, and he, he does goes, it. Oh, that's a good meatball. That's a good meatball. Oh, it's a good meatball. It's a good meatball. Just got a plate. If you're gonna eat two meatballs, we're talking two, two meatballs, people. That's it. You could sit there for two seconds. Where are you going? Two, Dan. Two minutes. Wait, uh, was he gonna go get like, married am, after that? I think was he had a wedding that day. It was. It was. So he had time. So to during go. his wedding, he had to go. <laughs> He had to go deal with the 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 dementia patient for a moment. If they didn't show later in the movie her actually singing this song to her husband, I would be on the oh, it needed to be like, in there. This woman, but there's a reason why that was in there, obviously, because it was no, the fiftieth, like yeah. growing old, you know. With yeah, somebody. yeah, and then you had to have the, you know, we'll get to it. I think we have to save like what that scene, you know. The, yeah, no, the I mean, like scene of this movie. Yeah. Two meatballs. Give me a break. But back to lukewarm for a second, dude. It's the same. And <laughs> <laughs> that's a nostalgia test tangent. Because you know, lukewarm. If that was real good meatball, that would be scolding hot. Exactly. The sauce would be so hot. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And he would burn himself, and then she would burn herself when she put her hands on his hands. With the meatballs. And what was that? What was that? <laughs> Why is that? She's like, oh, then she okay. high fives him. I'm like, you just ruined the meatball that he was going to finish on the way home. Yeah. Okay? That's like taking $20 if you paid him and then took that $20 and just like ripped them in half and just like burned them. Mm-hmm. Like his payment is meatballs. You just smash the meatballs in his hand. That, that, no. this, this is the joke moment. Like, And she's always wearing a muumuu. <sighs> Dude, I, I don't know. Like it's, like it's like drinking a lukewarm cup of coffee. Dan? Like it's coffee. Dan. And it's sort of hot, but it's not It's not cold Dan. yet. So it's not iced coffee. It's just Dan. there. I had to buy a thing called Ember. It's a, and I never get to charge it. So it's a fucking waste of money. But <laughs> it, it's a Bluetooth heater for uh, oh, coffee. I have something like okay. that. Okay. Dan. Lukewarm coffee? <laughs> 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 the anger that goes through me. That so this is it, it's probably the same thing with you. This is how bad it is with coffee with me. My wife's even she gets paranoid that now because of how crazy I get about it. I drink it so fast because 
I cannot have lukewarm coffee. Oh, it's gross. And those who believe, oh, you're just being whatever. No, 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 no. Coffee needs to be almost scolding so that I'm going and then I'm done. And then I'll have another, I'll, I'll fill up another cup of coffee. Lukewarm coffee yeah, should be thrown out or put ice cubes to make it iced coffee. It's right. either iced coffee or hot coffee. There's no thing called lukewarm coffee. Room temperature coffee. Who is drinking room temperature coffee? Dude, you, what like- maniac is drinking room temperature <laughs> coffee? You're a maniac. If I watch you and we both are drinking coffee and I'll give you it because I drink coffee fast, I'll give you like two to three minutes. Mm-hmm. After three minutes, it's scientifically proven. I've seen it. How long? There's a formula of how fast your coffee will go down in temperature. Mm-hmm. If I'm seeing you drink that, like my grandmother does it, and I'm going, Grandma, just heat it up again. And she's like, well, it's fine. I'm like, you're drinking. Oh, oh, oh. It's even worse when there's like milk in it. Oh, no. I don't even Lukewarm milk coffee? No, no. Even worse. No, no, black coffee all the way down. Hot black coffee. And the thing is this. That's what I expect from my comedies. I need it to be on, on fire. If you're going to do a joke moment, that joke moment better not be lukewarm, like two meatballs. And then he goes, oh, I have to go to meatball. And then he goes and gets married, right? So the next meatball. So this guy has time to do a piano lesson, eat a meatball in his hand, and then go get married. But the thing is, Dan, his character development is totally off in this because mm-hmm. it's so all over the place because he obviously is a sweet person. Sure. They show you he's sweet, but has a fucking screw loose because he goes you know i mean hey he got dumped on his wedding so he's allowed to do whatever but goes nuts goes to sing we already talked about that wedding loses his mind yeah while singing and does the adam sandler right yelling he he degrades a bunch of people at that wedding that's another joke moment, I guess. Like the joke moments are, like I said, let's now make fun of this fat guy for eating. Let's make fun of this woman for having sideburns. And let's make fun of an entire table of people and call them all mutants, which in that table, uh, the comedian Brian Posehn was in uh, sitting at the table actually uh, during that scene. But that's where these joke moments are coming in. Meatballs degrade people. The, the per- person that's in his band, uh, George, like making a spectacle of that of him, it, it's just really weird where they choose to try to make comedic moments while at the same time trying to keep him under wraps or his energy down so low that like we sleepwalk our way through this film. And then Drew Barrymore, we haven't even talked like I'm so confused by her. And first of all, her haircut confuses me. It looks like an like an airplane ramp, like coming off. And then she's like, she has a weird accent. That when we go back to that moment where she invites him to the engagement party, she goes, "I'm having an engagement party in two weeks. I would love it if you and Sammy came to the came to the party." I'm like, "What? Yeah, Sammy, <laughs> where are you? I don't know. What, what is this?" <laughs> Did, what was she was she from the, like was she supposed to be from like minnesota or something like that i don't know where she's supposed to be because she she's because even her outfits don't really they're they're not that 80s 
They're not. Her friends is. Like, the she's only- muted, and so he's not, right, in outfit-wise. No, his wigs you are know? insane. But, like, yeah. And then, like, did you notice that every scene's like, like, you know, the cook, when they're in the back of the catering, he's got the relaxed shirt on, like, yeah. relax, relax. So, like, I don't know what they did with her. Like, what was she, what 80s character was she supposed to be exaggeration of? She had combat boots on. That was it. She had okay. boots, like more like black kind of combat. Yeah, boots. she always had them. That's why I'm like, she. And a denim jacket. Her and Glenn had nothing in common. No, no. He didn't even look like he liked her. Like he no. despised her. No, I thought they were like brother and sister. <laughs> Dude, I need to bring this up. If we're talking about Drew Barrymore's outfits, we have to talk about that necklace she was wearing the whole time. What she was like wearing an amulet that looked like it was it had like some special powers and it was about to bring back like things like things from the dead or that she was like like some sort of powerful being where like it was huge this yeah like, no, it's like massive yeah what, what and they never like brought up why no they never bring up why they in passing say Adam Sandler's parents are dead. Like it's like oh yeah he's dead yeah his parents uh, his parents are dead yeah. uh, okay so she's wearing a special amulet he's an orphan and these two find it, this is literally Mario the Mario Brothers movie <laughs> I just realized that that these two characters are literally the like John Leguizamo and uh, oh god Samantha Matheson from Super Mario Brothers she's wearing a necklace that has like a rock on it or something and. She's an orphan, but like obviously Drew Barrymore is not an orphan. But but Adam Sandler is an orphan, just like John Leguizamo, and these two fall in love with each other instantly. Yes, and she has this necklace that never comes off. So I feel it's literally Mario Brothers, <laughs> <laughs> and the guy from Good Feathers is Mario. Because... Good Feathers. I love that you used to say Good Feathers. I did. As oh, as like from fellas. Animaniacs. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! Dude, all right. So uh, let's 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 get back into this, I, bro. We haven't even like gone to the scenes of like past this, right? So there they finally after this, yeah, they finally. You know, we already kind of talked about the engagement party. The dude was wearing a Miami Vice clothing. He's getting made fun of by her friend. You realize that there's nothing really in common with Julia and whatever, but. Julia needs help, like planning the big wedding. The guy wants to go to Vegas. He says, "No, you, oh we can, you know, we can get married in here." And now, cue Adam Sandler following Drew Barrymore in this montage rom-com like cuteness thing of him helping plan this woman that apparently he just met or finally introduced himself to. Yeah. They're going to wedding cake tastings. They're, you know, here comes the cute montage, like I said. Which this song must be in every montage ever. I mean, I don't know how many times I've heard this Hall and Oates song in a in a montage. Oh, what I want you got. I mean, it's like they they showed nonsense the entire nonsense. time, but it was good because the soundtrack was great. Yes. I don't even remember the nonsense that was going on. All it does is at the, doesn't it end with them in the house and she's talking about with her best friend about the kiss, like, Oh, what kind of kiss do you want? And the best friend goes, show me. 
And she's like, you mean you? She's like, no, not me. Robbie. What? <laughs> Great idea. Let's like, yeah, you're about to get married. Let's kiss a random dude. We're all adults. Show me how you want to kiss your fiance. Yeah. The day you guys get married oh, to this God. man that you just called a wedding singer four days ago. Yeah. Who has meatballs in his hands. Did not make sense. Like just this whole like thing that it's like, we're all adults. Yeah. Meaning I'm not doing this. Like you can yeah. talk Drew Barrymore's character into pretty much anything in this movie. And then they, they go see another wedding singer. Like he could easily, just, if he was a really nice guy, he would just fucking sing at her wedding. But no, they go to see, uh, what's his oh, name? The John Lovitz. I mean, John Lovitz. The, the hero <laughs> of this entire film. I mean, literally, let's just say that him, the guy from Goodfellas, and his friend, Sammy, are probably the... the There's one more, one more guy who's the hero of the film. Who? Billy Idol. Billy Idol. Okay, yeah. Billy Dude. Idol definitely, I mean, saved the end of that movie. Saved it. <laughs> like we could just fast forward. The rest of this doesn't. This is just us randomly talking blah, about blah, blah, blah. nonsense, nonsense. Because the rest of this movie is fucking nonsense. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it in so out of order, and it doesn't really matter because truly, I would also wait. Let me add to the other. This the movie other doesn't here. need to be said in order. The only movies that we ever really do in order is the ones that we really like. So obviously, everybody knows what this test is going to end like, but we're still going to go on here because would, yeah, we're going to have to. I'm going to say, like, the other heroes of this film, those two kids. Those two, two kids, kids that his nephews, the the kid that was dressed up like Freddy Krueger, like, when he says uh, he drew that picture of him. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Every and scene had some kid, weird, like, throwback uh, in it. That other Telling kid was you. so funny. He was like, you're going to go to a mental <laughs> Like, his delivery, his line delivery was on point. Where like Sandler was just like things you could have told me, blah, blah, blah. and then everything's like, oh, that's enough energy for today. Everything else will be whispered. Yeah, everything. No, whispered. everything was whispered the entire time. Oh boy! So they do the they do the 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 scene where like they make him um they make the limo driver. Oh God! Do a test, dude, and he hits cones. How many hopes like, fell off this car, dude? And they're like, oh, let's just test them out. So cute. I'm like, what? You testing out a a limo driver? I don't know. And the limo driver is wearing piano, uh, the piano tie. Telling you, like, this was all just just try to be nostalgic. Um, Nothing needed to make sense in any of this movie. Julia gets drunk. You already know, like, she's jealous of, you know. I wish the limo driver. I wish it was Ronnie, the limo driver. Oh. Yes, Mambo. <laughs> Mambo, did you did you notice that there was a Rubik's cube reference? Yes, there and was. She a goes, nobody's going to solve this. Yeah, and she tossed it like, and then I was like, okay. Yep, I'm telling you, he was just like, okay, we're this movie doesn't have to say anything. We're just going to put eighty stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. and like people are going to be like, oh, cool. Did you see how these houses were Easter painted? eggs? Yeah, these houses were painted like. They came right out of the movie Cool as Ice. I was like, what is fucking happening? Yes. <laughs> what is this shit? And not only- or like or like Edward Scissorhand. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. It's like Levittown. It's like Beetlejuice. It's like Levittown. <laughs> no one knows what Levittown is. Look it up. It's horrifying. There's two two different Levittown. There's one in Texas. 
Oh, Levittown, Long Island. <clears throat> Levittown, Long Island. Ooh. Look it up. It's the definition of suburban. But I would say, like, the funny part about that one, now that you're telling me that those two were friends, right? Drew Barrymore and her friend. One, whose house is that? Is that yeah, two? If that's her house, if like they're sharing a house, there's a scene at the towards the end when Drew Barrymore finally figures out that her last name is gonna be Gulia. Like you've been with this guy for years. How do you not know your name is gonna be Julia Gulia? Like you're so dumb. Like anyway, yeah, like, I'm telling you, she's like such an airhead in this movie. But the bit, but the bedroom she's sitting in is supposed to be her bedroom. It's like a children's, it's like a child's bedroom. That's why I was like, are they sisters and they're living in like some parents' household? But it wasn't, which means she has like a weird childhood canopy bed. But they make enough money as waitresses to own that whole house. That's another thing. What else is going like? I don't know. It, it didn't make sense. It looked like anyone could own a house in this film. So they get drunk. She gets drunk, obviously, because she's jealous that. Yeah. But yes, she tries to have a double date with her friend and Robbie and Glenn. and Robbie. And then like her friend finally finds out that Robbie is into her. And but then. But this is supposed to be another joke moment here where we find out that he's cheating on her or the Julia Gulia thing, too. Like that. I remember from. Oh, remember yeah. From- I forgot that. Like See? he comes with the gang of like whatever that is. Oh, no. Yeah. He talks no. to her about cheating on her. He talks to him because she leaves to go throw up after yes. after uh, her friend weirdly shoves a, a fry in, what the in fuck Robbie's mouth. That? What was that? You know who I think is hot? Robbie. Robbie. Hard. And then like, she takes the french fries. She's like, don't do that. If someone, like, I don't want anyone like poking a french fry in my face being like, that's gross. That is great. Dude, that whole scene, I thought nothing. This nothing. movie sucks. If it, like it was what was funny is you have like the person that plays Glenn, he's totally disconnected from everything, but it was almost like the actor was disconnected from being in the scene. He was just sitting back and just staring into space, being like, I don't even have to memorize lines. There are no lines in the scene. There's literally no. like zero lines. And 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 then you he's like, So what's your last name? Gulia. Ah, Julia's name is going to be Julia Gulia. That's funny. What? (laughs) That place's name was Spanky's. Everything was so stupid. All of it was like, I, dude. So guys, if you like um, Nostalgia Podcast, please don't forget to like and subscribe. Yeah, subscribe and like. like Follow us on all social media outlets that you can find us and where you can get podcasts. Podbeam, Spotify, (laughs) Apple. (laughs) My head hurts. My head hurts (laughs) thinking about how bad how bad it was you're like you're just trying to rush to get to the point where they realize they love each other at some right? point in the movie, yeah after the limo after the limo test i'm like all right so now the next scene is the end right yeah <laughs> yeah not- no of course she gets drunk she throws up you know he's like don't throw up in my car he like picks her up in the most <laughs> uncomfortable car ever the, the DeLorean. fucking delorean I totally forgot that that was his car when he pulled up in the delorean i was like okay that's that's a better joke than the meatballs yes and he's blasting the Miami theme, the Miami Vice music. <laughs> it's just horrible music, first of all.
and she gets drunk for the first time ever. That's what it Real- seems like. Realizes that she's in love with Robbie, right? And oh wait, we skipped the whole part. <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't. Okay. He he gets know. drunk with he gets no. Yeah. No. No. Blah 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 blah. Dan, I'm all over the place because there's a point where he goes to the bar and his friends there and the old man who's who's Dan doing the moonwalk with him. Oh, my God. oh this is okay. So she gets drunk at the the thing. He finds out that she's cheating, that he cheats on Julia. He realizes he gets upset. Yeah. Friend tries to take her home, him home. He says no. She then realizes, oh, you like Julia. He goes back home. He's wasted. Oh, no. He goes to the bar, gets wasted at the bar as he is going home because Julia is getting married the next day. As he's going home, he sees Glenn with a group that seems like a gang of just like women and his friends in her hometown. Yeah. How is he so brazen? He's just like, and fuck it, I don't care. He doesn't care. And he's, and then the women, like, at Robbie's like, you know, you're getting married. But, but the women don't care. They're just sitting there like, ah, and he's just like, whatever. And then Robbie gets beat up, comes home, sees his ex. His ex just there. And then he passes out. Yeah, but that I say that it was another joke moment uh, when that old man punches Glenn, and then that's it. And he's like, "I used to be stronger." Oh yeah. And then yes, is that is that you're my boy Blue? Is that that oh, guy? Oh, you know what? I meant to look that up because, like, when I was watching, I was like, "Is that Blue?" Oh, there he is, Carmen Philpy. Okay, here we go. He was wow. He's had quite the career. So let's just go. Yes, he up, has. Let's just go up to 1998 when this, whatever this is, came out. No, I don't see. I don't see old school. Not old school. What other movies school? was he? In? Yeah, it was um, old school. He was in a lot of like TV. Um, he was also in. Yeah, didn't he play a role in Scooby Doo? He was in Wayne's World. Old Man Withers. Yeah, he played he um, played Old Man Withers in Wayne's World. He yeah. was like when they were they doing the Scooby Doo ending. Yes, yes, he was in Beetlejuice. He was in Halloween Four, Walk Like a Man. He was in an episode of Web. Oh, I love that movie, dude. Walk Like a Man with Howie Mandel. <laughs> dude, Howie Mandel is awesome. He was in um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. He was Hobo Jack. Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. Escape from New York. He played bum. I like. <laughs> you can't That's get away. Great. You can't just like. <laughs> then it's just like you know. It's like bum. Okay. Bum. Awesome. <laughs> That's a. What, what role did you play? Bum. <laughs> bum one. No, just bum. <laughs> I was main bum. Uh, I was bum. Main bum. I was head bum. Dude, how about that? A CD player cost right. seven hundred dollars in nineteen eighties. That's crazy. <laughs> like I bought your CD player it was seven. Oh yeah, he's like I got a CD player, and she's like, "You want to play a record?" And she's like, "He's like, no, it plays CDs." Yeah, she's. I mean, come on. And then he's like, "I'll hook it up." He's Why? Like, she doesn't have any CDs. Bring it to your house. Yeah, what? go to Tower <laughs> Records. See that again. That's another nostalgic like. 
like that's a nostalgic joke that he had to put in there. I they, think, they, they, they yeah. tried to mash like what about the eighties in one fucking movie? Yeah, yeah. That oh had nothing God, going crazy. on for it, dude. Can we just get to the rapping granny the scene where? Good. I did not right, think so, that the wedding singer would be this way. You know what I mean? I actually was like, all right, the wedding singer. And then it's like, it's like, what is this movie? It could have been a half hour television. I had a discussion with one of my employees and she's like, she loved this. What? It could have been like a half hour. It could have been a half hour shorter? At least. It could have been a half hour podcast. Okay. <laughs> We're sitting here bashing. Like, I don't, I'm just in shock of how how like none of this like it didn't matter. Okay, I we gotta we gotta take a Do it. Go. we gotta take, wrap take it up control, here. Man. We gotta we gotta we gotta get control of like this plane here. Okay, this episode is sponsored by Lithology Brewing Company at Farmingdale, New York. It's a Nano Brewery. Come down, uh, <laughs> ingredients sixty percent New York ingredients. Any <laughs> <laughs> point. So there's only two. I'm only going to talk about the two next bigger scenes. Like, fuck that. Julia realizes like she made a mistake that the ex was there and she left. So she's like all upset. And she's like, let's let's just go to Vegas. Glenn, let's just go to Vegas. You want to go? So she's angry at the fact that she thinks that Robbie's back together with her ex. So instead, she's just going to marry Glenn anyway. Stupid. Again, another stupid price. She she goes, we're going to go to, you know, Vegas. As that's happening, Robbie goes, she's like, goes, he's trying to get her back. She, well, no, doesn't he go to the wedding first, the, the anniversary? He has to go to the granny? anniversary to watch the rapping granny sing. So she's singing and he, he's realizing he wants to grow old with somebody. <laughs> okay. You know, then he's like, we have to go save her. She's on the way to Vegas. He doesn't even say He's that. Driving he, in turns to, he turns to Sammy and Sammy goes, I know, I'll get the car. He doesn't even say anything. Okay, doesn't say anything. Sammy's like, all right, and we're going to drive you to the airport now. <laughs> now what? As he's driving to the airport, he has, they, this town has everything. It's got to be. Okay, so now they're going to, they're going to the airport in this, in, in the airplane. Uh, to me, it was like, well, yeah, in the airport, they had the guy that looked like the guy from uh, Spaceballs. Yeah, flock of seagulls. No, or they, flock they, of they, seagulls. They, yeah, they space balls. <laughs> he looked like barf. He looked like barf. Yeah, that's what he looked like. That's what he. Oh my yeah. god, that's so funny. Fuck this. Right. Movie. So then, the, then somehow, you know, he goes, "Oh, I don't have money for a first class ticket," but yet the the limo driver does. His friends got money. His credit. Yeah, he charged it. He charges it, right? He's like, oh, you owe me. It's like, ah, well. And then yeah, he gets first class. She's sitting there with Glenn. And she's asking him to get like, oh, can I have the the window seat? And Ducheron says no, because he doesn't want to get hit by the cart. He's a douche. Well, also, she doesn't just demand the window seat. Like, just be yeah, like, I thought no. that's a thing. <laughs> I, I Exactly. Just be like, yo, I'm sitting in the window seat. Get the fuck up. See, I have to do the aisle seat because I have to pee all the time. <laughs> so I don't have the I don't have the option to do a 
a window seat because it's just I know I'm going to bother people. So I I, I don't do the window seat. I, and Coach looked amazing, didn't it? Coach looked great. Coach looked great, and she was in the front part of Coach, so she had some space. The yeah. only bad thing is, like, first of all, why you why do you leave your elbow out that much? Who sits like that? Like everyone, like I have my elbow jutting out. Like no one sits on a plane or like that at all. And then she's like, ah. So there's the joke right there, right? That's now, the joke. Yeah. now we go to to Ravi sitting in first class. Somehow, everyone's talking to each other. This is what happens in first class. It's like, right? And Billy Idol happens to be going to Vegas, drinking a bottle of champagne at this moment, at this time, drinking a bottle of champagne. Being Billy Idol. Now, yeah. this is the greatest moment. This is this, the lifesaver of this movie. Yeah, this is this is it. Without this, it's this movie is just, yeah. I don't know what this movie is. I don't even. <laughs> Billy, <laughs> I Idol. thought you froze. I was like, what happened? <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> <inside> <laughs> <laughs> All I know is I saw a spiral staircase in first class. I was like, where's that going? <laughs> Ah. I was like, where is that going? And these are the other joke moments. He doesn't know what to do with the hot towel, and he doesn't know the orange juice and champagne are free. And he's like, holy shit. That's the most energy he like yeah. has in the whole thing. Yeah. And then like, you know, they're like, oh, I can't believe it. This guy's like hitting on me and he wants me to join the high club. And someone goes, What's the mile club? Yeah. And Billy Idol's just like just smiles at that one. Yeah. Oh my Damn. god. And then we got to put this episode to an end because yeah, if you're still hanging on, ladies and gentlemen, you you have to know how we're going to test this. And like, maybe you definitely are. We're, we're like the we're just totally wrong on this. I don't know if I am. I don't think we're. <laughs> I don't think we've been Dude, wrong yet. I think people want to remember this movie as being good because I wanted to remember it. But see, this makes me good. what this movie made me think about immediately was like. What other movies that we thought were amazing aren't good? Like I started thinking, like, is Austin Powers really a good movie? Because like I that was a cultural phenomenon. But if I go back and watch it, am I gonna like it? Like, I don't know. <laughs> just total silence. Just total just like, what is this? So basically Adam Sandler sings his stupid I'm growing old with you song. You know what? I guess this is why we do this podcast. Yeah. Dan, I guess this is why we do this podcast is to test that because like I did really want to love this movie. I do recall I liking it a lot. I yeah. remember, you know, oh my God, it's the 80s. It has all 80s yeah. references in it. Oh, look at the Easter eggs. They're everywhere. It was like, you know, Ready yeah. Player One. But like, but it was more, but, these, but the Easter eggs were like shoved down everyone's throat. Except for that one where uh, the guy from the Goodfellas. Oh, there was no Easter eggs because, like, you're right. It was it wasn't an Easter egg. It was like a straight up egg. <laughs> they took like, him just smash you it. in the face. It wasn't like, hidden. Remember Van Halen yeah. broke up. Smash. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> got it. I got it. <laughs> like, the, oh, I got it. I get it. But like, it's like he he sings that dumb song about growing old, which is. Uh, well, let me take that back. It was probably the most heartwarming moment in the movie. It is the heartwarming moment. But he wrote that song in a limo on the way to the to the airport. And then Billy Idol, who says we let everyone in first class do whatever they want, blah, blah, blah. He starts singing. He comes out. He sings the song to Julia. And just like, you know, Glenn freaks out. But just like when we said in the beginning, he has to whisper to her, 
that song is about you. Guy, who would it be about? At this point, you've now, uh, it's going to be an awkward plane ride to Vegas and back uh, with Glenn stuck in the bathroom. And then uh, I don't know what you do. How are they getting back? I have no idea. And then they got married. Steve Buscemi's uh, Someone's getting charges pressed against him. And then we forgot that rapping granny. That's what this movie was sold on. A rapping old lady. Yeah. When she's singing the hip hop, the hippity hippity hop hop. You don't stop. Yeah. I'm like, that was it? That's what this movie was. That was it. Yeah, that was it. Manny, I think we're done. I I can't. I don't know. Julia Gulia. That's a joke. Meatballs. uh, That's a joke. Meatballs in his hand. uh, Uh, This movie, it's not even nostalgic anymore. I don't want to see this movie again. Yeah, the only thing that's nostalgic about this film is the soundtrack. Sure. But the film itself, I I think I'm on board with you. I don't want (laughs) to see this ever again. I didn't feel those nostalgic feelings. I thought there were people in this movie that did a good job that were like really trying to put this movie on their like on their back and like drag it across the finishing finish line. Um, I will give Dan, you Dan, see, this is where I think you're wrong is that I don't think anyone thought this was a bad movie. No, people didn't think this was a bad movie, but they they should re go back and re-examine what they were laughing at. Because I didn't see the jokes that I thought I saw. Dan, this movie worked back then. In 1998. Yes. This movie was making fun of the wedding singer because back then wedding singers had like basically been disappeared. Yeah. You know, like the, it was just, it was a nostalgic movie. And I keep saying it. And I know some of you who listen say I repeat a lot. I do. All right. Yeah. Fine. Deal with it. That's what I do. But. It was a nostalgic movie in 1998 that was only liked because it was a nostalgic movie. And now I'm testing it. It does a very bad job of being nostalgic. Yeah. I don't think that I can pass it to the nostalgia test. I don't think it passes the nostalgia test. And and then, I mean... Would you say... But Would I'm you really, say it's bad as bad as uh, take off your pants? See, I don't know if I'm going to go as far as saying that it's take off your pants and jacket bad. And the reason maybe is because I had legitimate anger listening to that album. I kind of was just bored with this movie. So I don't know if it's like okay. to a point where I'm like, I hate it. I just think at this point, like it's boring. So it's like nostalgic in a way that's like boring and I'm not going to revisit it, but I'm not going to say that it was like as bad as take your pants off and jacket. Okay. Listen to episode two, everyone to understand what we're saying. Cause yeah, you wouldn't understand the comparison to the take off your pants and jacket unless you listen to episode two. So guess I agree with you that it's not as that, that bad, but I would rather watch killer clowns from outer space than this movie again. On a scale of like nostalgia that I will return to, I would rather I would rather watch Killer Clowns. I would rather watch Iron Eagle, um, you know, things like that. Cocktail Road, you know, Cocktail. I'm definitely, you know, would rather watch Cocktail. But I don't want to rewatch this. No, there's been times when we've done tests and I've actually watched like a movie like two or three times. 
mm-hmm. make sure I have the right notes and stuff. I was like, after I watched it the first time, I was like, I'm not, I'm not. It's it's it seems like an eternity. There wasn't even that many quotes to write down. This was a movie where I had the least amount of notes for. Um, I'm actually shocked that we went this long with it. Oh, because yeah. I was I wanted to come on and say, Dan, we should have done a two episode recording because I only have like 20 minutes to talk about this movie and I'm done. I think with the confusion of everything, it just made us angry. And I think it was just like it's just weird. But yeah, I I, I don't know. Ugh. I have nothing else. Guys, if you want to see people throw up 80s everywhere, watch this movie. <laughs> That's what it is. Girl, fucking throw up the 80s. Throw up the 80s in a very boring rom-com. Yeah. I'd much rather watch 50 First Dates. Yeah, if you're going to watch Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore do stuff together, watch 50 First Dates. It's their movie. Um, and Blended's even a better one than this. Well, Blended's this is just not... Problems. I got to see that film, but it's probably got some issues. Yeah, but but it's definitely better. And then um, the only thing I, maybe I would agree is that you know, if you downloaded the soundtrack like list, then you can make a pretty good fucking soundtrack. And then that would be nostalgic and past the nostalgia test. I almost want to be like, let's do an episode where we just do the soundtrack to the wedding singer and mm. test that and be like more happy about life. <laughs> <laughs> and I think right there, that that's a good place to end the episode. <laughs> All right, guys, guys, don't forget. I'm going to take Dan's part on this one. Guys, don't forget to like and subscribe. Please sign up for the email list. We give you a newsletter of what when episodes drop. Uh, also, get uh, suggest a test. If you want to suggest a test, you go to the nostalgiatest.com. Um, suggest a test. There's a form right there. You could te- We could test anything. Like we said, music, comedy albums, pogs collections, baseball cards, whatever you want, comic books. Mm. Um, we'll put it to the test. And maybe you'll be mentioned. Well, you'll definitely be mentioned or you might even be put on as a guest. Ooh. Right? If you suggest a test, if you subscribe, email and suggest a test and share and like and comment, you're going to get invited as a guest on yeah, our subscribe show. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the newsletter. Follow us on Instagram at The Nostalgia Test and on Facebook at The Nostalgia Test and Twitter at Nostalgia Test. Do all that. Share it. Suggest yes. Us and maybe you'll be on with in this amazing conversation with us. And this episode was brought to you by Flux Coffee in Farmingdale. Drink Flux to perk you up after watching this boring-ass movie. But make sure it's hot. <laughs> make sure it's fucking hot. Or cold. Their, co- their cold brew coffee is pretty fucking awesome. So, so how's their lukewarm coffee? I don't know because I don't have time to do that because as soon as they give it to me, I take it as a shot. So, Fox oh, Coffee. Yeah. Love the crew at the Fox Coffee. Well, Manny, that was another one. Everybody, come to the next the next test. See you soon. Peace. That's anything. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please subscribe to the Nostalgia Test podcast to know when new episodes drop. Don't forget to leave us five stars and a positive review so more people can find the podcast. Share your thoughts and memories on today's topic on our Twitter at Nostalgia Test and on Instagram at The Nostalgia Test. Tune in next time because you never know what pop culture will pop up on The Nostalgia Test.